I'll be honest, I have a huge heart for the insane. But the screaming is what always got on my nerves. When I walked the halls before leaving, all you could hear was screaming. People would scream in the day too. There was this one guy who we called the Screamer because he was a special kind of screamer. He scared me because I'm pretty sure he wasn't mentally ill. I think he was a real honest guy and now he was stuck. I wanted to release him, but I couldn't. When he first came in, everyone noticed because he struggled hard. He wouldn't go into the room and he flopped everywhere, screaming as loud as he could. I didn't kill her. Let me go. I don't need to be in here. This wasn't too uncommon. Sometimes people who had schizophrenia were pretty normal people and would mention how they didn't do what they were sent here for. Worse yet were the multiple personality people who would say they didn't, the other person did. I wrote it off as just a normal thing. One day, when I was walking the halls, I stumbled upon his room. He was lying on his bed, mumbling to himself. I looked in the window and saw him knelt down with rosary beads. He was praying. This really tipped me off. Not that insane people can't pray, but something hit me when I saw it, like God was telling me this poor soul didn't belong here. When he looked up and saw me, he rushed over and started to scream. Let me out! Please! I don't belong here! I put my finger to my lips, but he was in hysteria. I couldn't reason with him, and by now the nurses had rushed in. I walked away and went home. I told your aunt about it, and she felt deep down that I was right. This guy didn't belong here. I wasn't sure if I really could go snooping around, but I felt like I had to do something for this poor guy. The next day, I walked in early, at four in the morning. I walked in and could hear the screams and moans from the patients who were troubled. I walked to the guy's cell and looked everywhere. It's hard to sneak around these places when there's noises all around. I grabbed his file and looked at it quickly. He was charged with murder, found with a gun and his dead wife. His arms were cut, it said, and he was in hysterics. He was a Vietnam vet. I couldn't find any more, and I heard a door close and I shoved the file back into the file holder and thought for a second. I figured he was a vet who was framed and had a bit of mental issues. 
In my gut, I knew he hadn't killed his wife. I thought of how in the world I could get in the cell with him and just chat. I went to the kitchen and cooked up food when I heard there was a lockdown. It took about 20 minutes. When I went outside to see what it was about, after the lockdown, all I could hear was screaming from that guy. Unintelligible screaming. I ran down to see what he was saying. The man was literally going insane just being here. I can't fucking take it! Kill me, you Kongs! Kill me! He let out a horrifying, ear-piercing screech that I had never heard from a man. I left Nam four years ago. Let me go! I'm a vet! Tears welled up in my eyes. What could I do? I didn't want to give him false hope by telling him I was his savior here to release him. I could be fired for sure. I went back to the kitchen to do my work, but all I could think about was him. That night before I left, I went to his cell and looked inside. He wasn't there. He was in treatments, but for the next four months, the treatments only made him worse. He started believing he was being tortured. He literally began spouting off codes of something. I think they were classified information. He started begging to be let out, crying, and asking why they were doing this to him. I decided to look at his file one night quickly again. They had tried everything for this guy. Everything was marked with a Treatment made patient worse. Uppers and downers, shock and hydro. There was one treatment circled. Lobotomy. My heart sank. I hated lobotomies. They worked. And they worked too well. Stripping a man of his emotions just so he would be cured. My heart raced. I thought, now or never... I fumbled through my keys to the master key we all had in case we witnessed a man freaking out in his room. I stopped myself, though. Was one man worth my job? I struggled for literally five minutes on what to do. I wish I could say I released him right there, that I took him home, gave him hot soup and kept him for the next year to help him really recover. I didn't. I walked away from that cell, tears flowing from my eyes, knowing that the screamer wouldn't scream after tomorrow. The next day I cut up the food early in the morning. When I got in, I heard his screaming. When I left, I heard not one peep from his cell. I looked in and he was silent, sitting on his bed, staring. He looked over to me. His eyes were lifeless. His bony hand lifted and waved slowly. It was as if I could hear a creaking cog coming from it 
He was now a robot. I heard him mumble, I'm better now. He kept saying it over and over again as he moved his hand. I backed away from the window and walked home. I hit my head over and over on the way out saying, Wake up! It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a fucking dream. This was real. I called out the next day and took a day off with your aunt. We all went to the beach. I did that after a traumatic day. This one was too much. That night, I had a dream of him. He was screaming at me and pointing, saying, How could you leave me? I'm trapped inside this body. I can't escape now. I woke up feeling guilty, and to this day, I still do. It was messed up, I know. It's not my fault, I know that. I just can't stop thinking about how that man was innocent. I don't have proof, but I swear he was innocent. I just can't get that last vision out of my mind. His hand waving slowly and robotically, and him just repeating, I'm better now. I'm better now.